When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, man. What is going on? We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Mike Detillier, Mike D will join us at 8.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, WWL Radio, TV, New Orleans, Saints, LSU. What are we going to talk about? The running back position. Nobody wants to pay the running backs in the NFL. And they shouldn't. I mean, you know, I, Tony Pollard's getting, what, $10.5 million? Something like that on a franchise tag? And look, Pollard's a good player. I, I hope he comes back from injury. Um, You know, I don't know how realistic that is right out of the gate, but maybe he can. That was a, ugh. You remember that injury, Jason, to Pollard late in the year last year? Yeah, that was one of the nastiest ones. You know, kind of like when Dak got injured and his his ankle was sideways. And exactly. He was trying. He was hitting the turf trying to put it back in. Oof. Dude, I can't watch that stuff over and over. You know, yeah, I have some buddies who just eaten up with that stuff. But when somebody's knee buckles or an ankle does that, I, I can't. It's not my thing, man. It's not my jam to go back and and like uh, watch that over. I don't know what platform you and Alex use because. Y'all are weird and under 30. But uh, like on Twitter, um, it's not what I want to do. I told you one time my daughter stepped off our our deck outside. And Wendy, what, she was like four. Oh. Okay. And Wendy wasn't there. And she stepped off the deck right on a nail. Oh. In her foot. Oh, no. And so, you know, I'm picking her up. And I had to pull the nail out of her foot and I can see blood and faint. Oh, really? Yeah. You're one of those kind of but people. But I I didn't have that option. <laughs> so I'm not watching somebody, you know, like that, you know, Nick Fitzgerald, Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard type injuries, those get me, man. You know, I can lose my nachos at, at a game. <laughs> I, I I just I don't I don't watch the Jumbotron again on a play like that. I just go back and like Get a beer. Let everybody else, you know, bathe in all that. Yeah. No, thank you. Are you one that needs to watch it like a, a very gruesome, I guess, violent a little bit, but but nasty injury? No, I, I mean, I can watch it. The one that I remember, like the first big injury I remember on TV is the Kevin Ware Louisville injury. If you remember that Louisville basketball. Hit oh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's yeah. holding I, his I, shin I, up and it broke yeah, skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was the worst one. That, who, who else did that? Didn't somebody do that in a March Madness game? Did Kenyon Martin 
do it for Cincinnati. I think he made, they were the number, that was like Huggy Bear's only number one seed. And it was back when I was rooting for the Natty. I think maybe because I liked Nick Van Exel, but I can't remember. Although he was kind of a punk, but whatever. He could he could bomb an occasion, you know. But th- I think there was another dude that went through the Natty other than Kenyon Martin. Yeah, Kenyon. I'm looking at the picture right now. That's yeah. They, I think they were the number one CJ. If they weren't, oh, I'm sorry. They there's four numbers. I think they were one of the number one seeds in the tournament that year for Huggy Bear. But our sports injury discussion is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. MississippiSportsMedicine.com Also find them on Facebook, Instagram, but you can also find them on Fortification in Bellhaven, one of the greatest neighborhoods ever. Also Lakeland Drive, Flowood, New Surgery Center and Clinic. MississippiSportsMedicine.com. I don't know how realistic it is for Tony Pollard to be like 100% healthy second week in September. You know, Dak was not ready. He just had to go because that's what you do when you're the QB. Yeah. It was obvious he wasn't ready. And and then he got injured. Was it, Was that the year his shoulder messed with him too? I can't remember. But, you know, Pollard's doing a lot more cutting and stuff than, than Dak. And I know you're still moving around back there if you're a you know mobile I mean Dak's not Lamar Jackson but he's still plenty mobile to either extend a play or tuck it and run I wish he would tuck it and run maybe one or two more times a game but then also opening up you know getting injured again so and he hasn't missed that much time in his career um but you know I wouldn't I wouldn't pay Tony Pollard not just because of the injury, just because I just saw what I did with Zeke. I gave Zeke a hundred million. You know, you let Cole Beasley walk in the in the prime of his career slot receiver, Jason. I don't understand with the yeah. young quarterback. He he Cole Beasley and Dak Prescott connected from the jump. You know, we know when when used and leveraged well, how what a, a how big of of an asset a slot receiver is for you. Just ask Mike Leach. What'd he do with them for 30 years? Right? Bill Belichick. But, I mean, we could go on and on. There's there's plenty of coaches who get it. What, what did Leach say? Just If you'll just run... It's like in high school. If you'll just run crossing patterns, they're not going to be able to cover it. You know? But um, you've got Saquon Barkley. You got Tony Pollard. You got Josh Jacobs. You got Eckler, and I'm missing one other one that all want to get paid. I get I get them wanting to get paid. I don't, uh, we all want to get paid, whatever you do. But man, this, this position hasn't just been devalued. I mean, owners and general managers looked at that last deal that Jerry Jones did with Zeke Elliott and said, we are running from that. The show, don't run from this. The show is brought to you by the Rack of Lamb and a bone-in ribeye at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance, KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Pair it with a glass of Long Branch bourbon. I'm going to Lexington, Kentucky today. My favorite SEC town. Very, very excited. Probably be shooting hoops tonight in Rupp Arena. If I do, I'll get some video when I I rip off about 14 three-pointers in a row. 
Jason, you were pointing at something. Do what? What do we have? So we're talking. Did somebody about, get paid? Well, no, we're just talking about the running back position, and I think the best example to look at is the Super Bowl champs. They had two running backs who were both paid. Jarek McKinnon was paid one point two million right. last year, and Isaiah Pacheco was paid nine hundred thirty-four thousand. Now that's base. But they probably got more with incentives and everything. Sure, but to so McKinnon had eight hundred and three total yards with nine touchdowns. And Pacheco had 960 total yards with six touchdowns. Together, that's about a little over two million base, and they gave you the production that an excellent running back, no doubt, would give you. I mean, again, I love Adrian Peterson as a player. Uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean, Saquon's super talented. Yeah, Eckler. He is fun to watch. Jacobs. Uh, no doubt, he didn't even play <laughs> enough at Alabama. Um, he is he is a ton of fun to watch. Pollard's fun to watch. They haven't played him enough, but he is he's a blast to watch. Um, Alvin Kamara, but it's not it's not worth the ducats, and and I don't think they're gonna move. I mean, you got Jerry. You know, I understand you got Jerry Jones, the Lions, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Jets type. Okay, but for the most part, the league. Most of the time is pretty damn smart. So, running backs—they're just basically drawing a line in the sand. Jason saying, "You know what? We can we can draft a guy, and we're not going to sign him to a second contract. We're going to draft a guy, maybe franchise him once, and then cut bait, and then we'll go do it again. Yeah, or we'll find somebody you know along the way that all of a sudden kind of emerges in year two or three, and he's a backup somewhere." And like you said, wants to get paid a little bit more than where he is, maybe two and a half, three and a half million. Four million. You can do that. Great. But uh, you know where the money is. Quarterback, O-line, edge rusher, interior D-line, and where now? A.J. Brown, among others. Wide receiver, and tight ends. Yeah. How valuable are those today compared to 30 and 40 years ago? And I remember Kellen Winslow Sr. I loved him. Mike Dettelier at 8.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Oh, man. Wow. Drago's charbroiled oysters. We have the Open Championship this week. And we're giving away right now... I've got some tumblers back there too, so let's add some. Let's add a tumbler to the uh, complimentary round of golf for two at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Enter by uh, texting us this fabulous show. It's debatable, um, <laughs> but uh, we didn't even know Alex was still with us. I I couldn't remember if we fired him or he went back to school and he just showed up today. So that's kind of. I don't know if that's a bonus or what, but, and, you know, it's not bad. Um, but here's the giveaway. <laughs> Weigh in on anything that we're talking about, including Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino and how that marriage will work. Are they dating? Speed dating? Lovers? You know, how, how's this going to work? Um, I don't know of anybody that really likes them other than maybe like their moms. Um, but 105.9 The Zone ESPN weigh in via the Ag Up Equipment text line if you want to win uh, well enter 
to possibly win. Complimentary, complimentary round of golf for two at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. I'll throw in a cool tumbler. Uh, we got some bourbon tumblers and some other stuff. And then if I find anything else, well, we got plenty of T-shirts, don't we, Jason? Oh, yeah. All right, I'll throw in a T-shirt, too. Uh, so at this point, I mean, I'm this is a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff. I don't know what else you want from me, right? <laughs> I mean, I need to tap my arm and give you my blood. But So that's a complimentary round of golf for two at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, plus T-shirt, tumbler, and so on. Um, and then the other giveaway is a bag cooler, long branch bourbon bag cooler. Um, I'm heading to Lexington, Kentucky today with my crew, Nathan McCarty. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but he's going with Briarwood Wine and Spirits. Uh, Kevin's going. Um, we're going up to Lexington. We'll be out at Wild Turkey tomorrow. I think we're doing another bourbon barrel pick to somewhere else so we're doing the russell's reserve at wild turkey and then i think we're doing another bar- barrel pick but i don't i can't remember the name of it uh wild turkey purchased this smaller boutique distillery maybe within the last couple of years is what i've been told um, I think Calipari probably wants to meet with me at some point in the next couple of days when I'm in Lexington to talk about the team and his struggles. We'll see how that looks. He tried to get Tolu Smith. Didn't happen. I'll let him know it if I do see him. We are staying at the hotel that is uh, joined, um, connected, excuse me, to Rupp Arena. So are you playing in a church league basketball? Hold on. Are you wearing a guest t-shirt? I am. Yeah. Like guest jeans were in in like 1985. What what is happening with that shirt? <laughs> I got it's it. got a lot of stuff going on. I'm not sure that it's good, but uh, <laughs> is this a? Are you wearing it as a retro throwback brand, or is guest stuff back in now? Well, I just got it. Uh, I got it in a thrift store in New York. Um, whenever my girlfriend lived up there. And so, you know, it was kind of vintage and a little yeah. trendy up there. So, okay. you know, I think it gives off good color. You it know, looks kind of Notre Dame-ish. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I would tie it into. What about, like, the Supersonics? It's, it kind of has, like, the Supersonics color scheme to it. Uh, no, it does. the Supersonics were green. Yeah, it's got it's got green and yellow. Oh, okay. In there I see blue, yellow, white. Yeah, there is some there's some blue in there, but the blue runs in with the green. You oh, know, gives you uh, okay. Th- yeah, just Gary the whole Payton. Wheel. Well, even prior to that, um, Slick Watts back in the seventies. Uh, okay, I loved Gary Payton and um, and that crew. What was he called? The Glove. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I remember him at. Where was he in college, Jason? Oregon State? Wichita State? I was a basketball junkie. Gary Payton was a dude. They couldn't quite get there. Um, Oregon State. He was at Oregon State with the Beavers. Yeah. Um, will you look and see if he dro- Alex or, or Jason, if he drove them to the NCAA tournament while he was there? So he kind of stayed up in the Northwest with the... With the Seattle Supersonics, yeah, I, they had. I think they had a dude named Del Kemp who shot threes, and uh, I think he was a Euro player. 
that was when kind of Euro players were new. Now it's, you know, they're all throughout the league and they're so talented and skilled. Jason? He went to three NCAA appearances okay. and one NIT. So pretty solid. Wow. Rap sheet. Yeah, yeah. To, to, because it's not like he had a lot to work with, you know. <laughs> I don't know how Oregon State got him. I guess he was an under the radar kid who just was maybe good enough then or, or, or developed into a, he was a f- phenomenal NBA player. Sean Kemp. Yeah. Um, Sean had a little bit of a weight issue, but, uh, sometimes he would smash maybe two mean cheeseburgers in the off season. I think it was Sean Kemp. No, I think I got Dale's name and Sean Kemp's name kind of, uh, I think I comboed that up, I, but it was Sean Kemp for sure, and Gary Payton at the Seattle. Yeah, your guest T-shirt is interesting. Um, yeah, is guest are guest jeans back in? I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure what's happening. See, I don't know about the jeans, but okay. the brand itself, like, is my, it back? My it might be. My dad had a throwback an '80s sweatshirt that I found in my closet back in my parents' house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's super cool. So yeah. that so kind of stuff. In the '80s, it was, you know, it was the thing. I don't remember the years. Uh, maybe it, maybe like a little three year run, maybe longer. Oh, they also had blue jean jackets. I think. Ooh, yeah. I think that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, so but they had girls and guys jeans, blue jean jackets. I think they had watches. I'll have to really? we'll have to look during the break. I think did I have a guest watch? I know I had some parachute pants. I did have guest jeans. You had to Clorox them and leave them in the driveway before Death Leopard. <laughs> they do have. I'm sure, watches. that was healthy for all our our skin. Of course. I mean, how long's Procter and Gamble been trying to kill us with all their products? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. They do have guest watches. Okay, so you're you're remembering correctly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have to I'll have to use the Google, and and check out. I may have to order like a throwback, guess, you know, guest watch. Yeah. Or something. Um. Trying to think of like the kind of maybe super attractive model that modeled guest jeans in the '80s. I mean, was it like Heather Locklear? I, I don't, I don't know where I'm going there. Halle Berry, um, and I, again, I, I can't, I can't pull the years necessarily on that. That, you know, the '80s were cruel in a lot of ways, fashion wise. Um, but guest jeans were, I think they were pretty, pretty darn cool in the big, in the grand. That was before a lot of men wouldn't wear kind of fashion jeans. Yeah. And down here in the South, I would. But, I mean, it was either Lee or Levi's, okay? And that's just kind of what it... Do you have any <laughs> Lee's or Levi's? Um, I think I, I do have some Levi's, I'm pretty sure. Usually used to use them during work. You know, good work pants. Good work pants. Yeah. I didn't even know if they were... I hope they're still around. Yeah, and Wranglers. You know, those Wranglers, are, that's what took over kind of the... I, I'd like to see the numbers. You know, did, did, did Wrangler take the market share from... Lee and Levi's. I'm not sure. And are they still American or were they uh, owned companies? These are interesting things to me now. Now that you're wearing that guest shirt. I'm not <laughs> sold that that's a that that shirt's awesome. Uh, I think it's like so not awesome that it's awesome. Whoa. Okay. And, and that gold you're sporting that gold chain pretty pretty hard. 
You got to. That's kind of aggressive for this studio, but <laughs> um, we'll we'll just have to. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let me process all that, and but I've got to interview Mike Detillier, uh, and we got to talk running backs. Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Eckler. Um, who else was I talking? Oh, Josh Jacobs. I know there's another one that I keep forgetting. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Mike D, baby, on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. I'm your host, Bo Bounce. This is 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do it. This is the SEC Insider Hit. And it's presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. And good morning. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder. All new body style and it is super cool. Test drive. A Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson this week. Don't forget about the Nissan Rogue as their crossover vehicle, too. All driven by Canon, Nissan, and Jackson. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We welcome in our friend Mike Detillier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, Saints LSU, among many, many other things. And Mike D joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike, you've been covering football, college, and NFL for a long time. Did you ever, and this has been trending this way for the last five to seven years, but did you ever think that we would see what we're seeing at the running back position, just not getting paid at all? Saquon, Pollard, Dalvin, Josh Jacobs, Eckler, uh, considering when you and I were growing up, uh, the whole focal point was the uh, power eye and the tailback slash running back position. No, um, never thought it would get to this point. Um um, I'm going to give Lee Steinberg a little bit of credit here. Um, this was back when the Saints signed Alvin Kamara um, in 2020 uh, to the long-term deal. And he made the comment at that time, uh, Alvin signed, uh, agreed to terms on a Saturday. Uh, I had him on the Monday. He said, I think there'll be one more guy get paid a lot of money at running back. And he meant Nick Chubb. He said, I don't think we'll ever see it again. In our lifetime. Okay, Bobby and I just kind of looked at one another and was like, whoa. Um, But Lee Steinberg saw this coming um, back then. And so I never thought I'd see it like this. And for a position 
now that at running back, yeah, it is by committee for most teams. Uh, they have two backs. But what you're expected to do as a runner, uh, as a receiver coming out the backfield, as a pass protector for your multi-zillionaire quarterback, um, it's devalued at the highest level <laughs> of devaluation. Uh, the other position bow to watch is linebacker. That's the next one. Uh, I've had a lot of talk over the last couple of years when we do the Louisiana line camp. We have so many of the uh, pro coaches here uh, as counselors. And unless you can rush the quarterback, that's a position that's next in line to be devalued. I'm just telling you, it's the next one. Uh, you just can't pay everybody top money. And I think that what you're seeing now is I can get a running back. I use him for four or five years. It's almost a lease program. Then I get another one. <laughs> it's going to be the same thing at linebacker. Unless you're a big-time pass rusher. Right. There you can cash in. Micah, yeah. But look, look at Devin White. Great example. And Devin's still a young man in this business. Um, the Bucks won't pay him. Uh, I'll give him another contract. He asked to get traded. There were no really top-flight offers for Devin, so most likely he's going to play another season with the Bucks. But what is he going to get afterwards? Uh, so, uh, great question. Again, Mike. We're living in that world today, where running backs and linebackers, other than the pass rushers are devalued, and they devalued quite a bit. You think about Demario Davis. Look how long it took for him to actually get paid. I know. He was closer to 30 years old than he was to 25. No question. No doubt. And and I'm biased, but one of the more underrated players in the league the last few years. But that's a good point, Mike. Um. That's why Micah and guys like that are going to get paid as you're, you know, talking about. But those those inside guys that that are not a threat to r rush the passer um, and then running back. So, I, and, and Mike, I don't, I, I, you know, sometimes we say, well, everything comes full circle. But I don't, at least for the foreseeable future, I don't know if this changes as far as running backs getting paid in the NFL. Do you? Well, I don't know about that full circle business. Uh, I heard that when I was young. <laughs> and uh, there are still some full circle deals that I'm still waiting to full circle. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if people say that it's just a repeat. It's just like uh, next man up, okay? And that's a bunch of horse hockey too. Uh, uh, but, again, I I don't see that. In, in my lifetime, you might have an outlier player. You, you might have a running back that's going to get paid a lot of money, but it's going to be few and far between. Or you see a, a heavy-duty back like a Derrick Henry, he got paid. And he's still playing at a pretty high level. But, Bo, you're not going to see that a lot anymore. It's, it's just in our lifetime, the full circle won't come full circle at running back. Well, 
so Zeke Elliott, that was a terrible contract by Jerry, right at a hundred million. And then Nick Chubb and uh I guess that'll be it. And it, you know, like Pollard, what do you think's gonna happen with Dalvin Cook, Mike D? I think that he's gonna finally break and say, you know what, nobody's gonna pay me a ton of money. Um and have an incentive-laden contract. But it's going to be a one-year deal, most likely. And then I think his feeling is maybe I can throw myself back out on the market. I'm not real sure that that's going to happen either. The other thing that comes into play, and I hate to use that term, but I'm, you know, I'm surrounded by agents most of the time, Um <laughs> uh, they they have a morbid turn of I'm I'm waiting for somebody to get hurt and I get paid a little bit more at a position. Not necess- it doesn't necessarily have to mean running back, but it could mean any position. Uh you get into training camp, somebody gets into an accident. I mean, you know, you never know in, in today's world. And all of a sudden, you know, you getting closer to what you really want. And circumstances, uh, that that part in life is always there for all of us, personally and professionally. Circumstances can change your life dramatically. And I do think uh, unless something like that occurs, Dalvin's going to sign most likely a one-year deal with an option a year, and, you know, then he'll be right back out on the free agent market it would seem Miami, the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, are the two teams most interested in him. He's from South Florida. It would make a lot of sense with a head coach who loves to run the football. You could protect Tua a little bit better True. in that spot. Uh, or with the Jets, you know, you've got Brees Hall coming off of the knee injury, and you're trying to protect another multi-zillionaire quarterback there, Rodgers, um, behind an offensive line that's really not that good. And I look at the Vikings last year, their offensive line play was okay, and I would give it that. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, but um, he's not going to get paid a ton of money. Uh, and I, I think he, he's come to that reality today that no one – Superman's not coming in save the day for you. you you're going to have to live – with an incentive-laden deal, but off of a couple teams that are really good and have a chance to be really good uh, with the Jets and with the Dolphins, I, I would much prefer the Dolphins because of the fact that I do know the head coach loves to run the ball, and he does it with running back by committee. Right. And he's done a pretty good doggone good job of it. And, and Dalvin can catch the ball uh, pretty well coming out the backfield. Mike McDaniel's uh, awesome. Mike is a really good offensive coach. And if they can stay healthy, they have a shot. I know one thing, their defense will be much better this year with Vic Fangio. Uh, yes. that, that was a disappointment to me to watch him play defense last year where they got a lot of talent and it just never meshed. Uh, with Vic there, I've known Vic for a long time, and uh, he's a really, really good defensive coach. But Mike McDaniel comes up with schemes that they'll run the ball well, 
and it'll be very effective. And with the Jets, you have some firepower, certainly out on the edges where you can't keep that safety in the box. And you're going to have some room, but their offensive line play uh, is not nearly as good, not nearly as good as what you would have in Miami. Mike Dettelier, NFL insider, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Crazy what's happened to running backs compared to just a few years ago. But for decades, the whole thing was driven through the running back position. And now, you know, Saquon um, and Dalvin and Josh Jacobs and Eckler, among others, uh, no go as far as long-term, big-time deals. Mike, uh, have you watched? Have you had a chance to watch any of the docu series on Netflix, Quarterback? No, you've the fifth person to ask me. I have not watched it, so okay. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> I, you'll enjoy. As somebody who's so tied in uh, to the NFL, um, I think that you'll. I mean, it's great that you can fast forward through some of it, but a lot of it is amazing behind the scene. Peyton Manning and his company did a great job and it boy it gives you an appreciate you know we're, we're we all do this mike we we compare everybody to mahomes and if they're not as good as mahomes and they're they're not good which is not the case but you forget how uh kirk cousins may not be great but he is a good nfl qb mike and he's a good dude and man you get to see the trials and tribulations that he goes through it's it's pretty raw and and super authentic you'll enjoy it yeah you know, one of the things in being able to work with a, a couple of former quarterbacks and one every day uh, and to hear their story and to hear their wives tell the story about how much work they do, even when they're home. I mean, you know, uh, this isn't your regular job uh, where you go to work and you're there at seven, you knock off at four or five. <laughs> You put in a tremendous amount of extra work. Yes. Um, I remember this was 2018. Uh, I was meeting someone for a delivery, uh, handing off a, a, an engineering package, and uh, we met at the Saints facility very early one morning. This was before 5 o'clock in the morning. And who beat me there? Drew Brees. Yeah, wow. This was a Thursday before a game. I mean, it goes to show how much time and effort gets put into this. And, oh, you hear it all, these prima donna athletes and how they pampered it. And to a certain extent, some of that's true. Okay, I'm not going to deny that. But what you don't know is how much time, how much effort, how much dedication those guys and sacrifice they made uh, for their job. They are getting paid an exorbitant amount of money that most people couldn't even fathom. But also there is a tremendous amount of time and sacrifice that they put into this. And it's uh, it's not like you go on and I throw a few footballs and everything else. Uh, the same thing with head coaches. Uh, and I got them in my family. So I, I understand the time and effort they put in. Also, it's it's similar. It's, this is not high school football, okay? Uh, this is uh, football at the highest level uh, that you're doing this. And uh, it's an interesting series from what I've been told. 
and uh, I'm anxious to watch it. But the quarterback play today, especially because of the pressures of social media, mm-hmm. I think has has even jumped up from even 10 years ago when there was some of it, but not to this extent. And you can say, well, I don't look at it. Well, you're lying. Everybody got a phone next to them. You know, no it doesn't matter what. Everybody got a phone next to them. I know. I check it too um, much. I'm like, stop. Yeah, and, and you want to say it doesn't matter, but I think it's hard to be that mentally tough. Because, we, you know, we get some of the texts about, oh, they can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. It reminds me of my neighbor, Joe Clark, who he coached until he was in his late 70s. Wow. Uh in the NFL, and he retired. He passed away uh, a little over a year ago. And he's the first time he had ever watched Seinfeld. And he told me, he said, have you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld when Jerry goes heckle that lady that was heckling him in the crowd? And she lost her pinky toe. She was dating Kramer. I was like, yeah, I've seen it before. He said, Mike, my dream one day would have been that all these people that heckle me or holler at me or said I didn't know what I was doing, developing quarterbacks, calling plays, I want to go heckle them at their workplace to see just how tough they are. And it was so funny because he really took it serious that that was something he wanted to do. He said, I would have loved to have done that a couple times. Just follow somebody around that was giving me the business and I could flip it right to them uh, just to see how much heat they could take in the kitchen. So I'm telling this to Sean Payton one day. <laughs> He's laughing, and he was like, Mike, it's not that it hasn't run through my mind. <laughs> the exact same <laughs> way. Uh, yeah, because, whoo, fiery Sean was something else, man. I can't believe Sean didn't ever have a little bit of a brush up with the with the fan. Of course, he won so so much too, but that's a that's a great story. Mike Dettelier, Saints Insider, NFL Insider on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike, I want to close out with this. Um, I'm sure you saw it because it got a bunch of buzz and it's the off season, so people are looking for anything and everything. Uh, I didn't think it was a shot at Josh Allen, but Cole Beasley said uh, a couple of weeks ago that Dak Prescott was by far the best leader he ever played with. Then he doubled down on it in another interview. And then Kellen Moore said the same thing here recently, the best leader he's ever been around. And Kellen's been around a lot of people. So has Cole. What was your reaction to both to Cole Beasley and Kellen Moore's comments on Dak? Yeah. You know, because you got to get to know Josh Allen a little bit. You really got to get to know him to, Appreciate what he brings to the table. It doesn't surprise me about Dak. He's always been, for me, as a guy watching him in high school, seeing him at Mississippi State, seeing what happened to him at Dallas, I've never questioned his leadership skills. There are just some people in life, Bo, that have that ability, that you're going to do a lot more. You're going to do more for them because you feel as though uh, they – have a certain element about them. Uh, that's not a knock at Josh. To me, that's a compliment to Dak. You yes. Know? Now, now, people take it differently. Oh, that, that's a big knock at Josh Allen. No, 
That's a compliment to Dak's leadership skills. Now, in a big game, who do I want playing quarterback? Give me Josh. I'm just telling you, give me Josh any day of the week. But he he signified the leadership part. And we know how Dak grew up and what happened to him to get to Mississippi State and what he did to put State at another level when he was there. He really did. And then he had the adversity. <clears throat> he had a little off-the-field issue. He drops a little bit come draft day. But he ain't watching NFL games. He's playing. He's starting. I think he goes to show a lot about the man. Now, you might question sometimes judgment with Dak in plays during a game. But, man, as far as a leader, he's special. And, and that's not a knock on Josh Allen. I think with Josh having know, knowing him a little bit is that you sort of have to get to know him for a little while to appreciate him uh, as a player and as a leader. I don't think it takes you very long with Dak. I think it's, you know, for some people in life when you meet them, it's instant that that person has some special qualities about them. I think you see that in, in Dak. Uh, but, you know, he's coming at a critical point in his career where – like it or not, you judge by wins and losses in big games. And I think he's got to get over that hurdle. And it's, listen, Bobby says it all the time, but I've heard it before. As a quarterback, um, you get a lot more credit than you should. And as when you lose, you get a lot more blame than you should. But you have to accept that, that when you decided you were going to play quarterback, this was the responsibilities you were going to have. And uh, uh, to me, that's not a knock on Josh. It's really more, much more of a compliment to Dak's leadership skills. And, and, and as a guy that you would rally around. Uh, oh, so look, you know this, Mike. He, he, you know, Dak hasn't, hasn't been fortunate enough to, to be with a franchise that, that was run like, uh, well, like, Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton ran the Saints or the Philadelphia Eagles are run or like Lynch and Shanahan run the 49ers. I, I just think it's absolutely remarkable that they've been to four playoffs considering two of them were with Jason Garrett, who's a terrible head coach. Jo Jerry Jones is, you know, let go of guys in their prime like Cole Beasley, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, signed Zeke to a hundred million dollars. Um, you know, the, the Eagles, Saints, 49ers, uh, Chiefs, they don't, they don't do that stuff. And, um, so it's not it's just saying, all on him. It's like all, no. all, all on him just because yeah, of it, his it, surrounding. When you're the quarterback there, and I heard Don Meredith talk about this years ago and before he passed away about being the quarterback at Dallas is different. Okay, it was him, it was Craig Martin, it was Roger Staubach, okay, and then Aikman. Okay, so you've fallen in some pretty big moccasins here. There's a certain level of play they expect from you each and every week. And uh, you might say it's not fair, but nothing's fair in life. Nothing's fair in life. But I'll throw you a great example. Tell me the great general manager and the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they've got a good group now as of the last few years. Uh, prior but to that, good grief. Not, 
that's not what you would think of the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. I think Joe Burrow changed the world for them. It Joe is Cincinnati's version of Drew Brees. He made a lot of people millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> look at Drew. Look, look all the guys he played with that afterwards, they weren't the same. No, I no doubt. As players, weren't the same. And Joe has got that same element. Uh, and we're not talking about the director of player personnel for the Bengals being or that Zach Taylor is considered one of the top head coaches in the NFL, or you got great ownership. But you consider Cincinnati a really good team? Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, look, he's a great, great player. Mike D., have a super week, my man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bo. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. That interview is brought to you by Sound and Communications. Providing leading-edge audio and visual for businesses, sports facilities, arenas, and churches. Powered by Sound and Communications and SoundcomAV.com. SoundcomAV.com. Hour number three coming up. We may have to discuss... um, Jason's shirt and gold chain again. And we've got a few other things to hit as Zach Arnett will go to the podium here soon. <laughs> 